Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. On this edition, we're going to be talking about the Saints getting some guys back. And we're also going to be talking about an article that breaks down Jameis Winston's experience as a starter so far. But let's go ahead and talk about some of these players that are coming back from IR. Some of you probably seen some of the reports that you got players like Marcus Davenport, Traquan Smith, Will Lutz, guys like that that are going to be coming back uh, and being a part of Saints practice. And we know what that means. Most likely they're going to be seeing the field on Monday night. So some Saints reinforcements are coming back. A lot of members of the Who That Nation are excited about it. I'm excited about it. Look, I, I just think that what the Saints have were, were going through the first five games of the season, I said this before, just a testament to how good this, this team actually is. Uh, they work extremely hard as a cohesive unit. And when they're limited, you have guys that really step up and, and take on the challenge of really uh, being able to compensate for that loss. And you look at the Saints wide receiver room, uh, since the absence of Michael Thomas, who uh, we probably are going to be seeing in the next couple of weeks or so. And you see people like Traquan Smith, players like him, a guy that's also a contributor. You have these guys that have been out since the beginning of the year, but yet the New Orleans Saints wide receiver room continue to step up. They continue to make plays that need to be made in order for the Saints to be able to execute and get wins. I mean, you can arguably say the Saints should be uh, four and one going into the bye week. They had a little bit of a slip up versus the Giants. Uh, a lot of people feel like they should have won that game. Uh, the Carolina Panthers game, I mean, that was just pretty much a, a, just a beatdown. Uh, you had some things that weren't going your way, but, I mean, that was a loss. But you, you should have had at least one, you know, one loss. And you can really truly say that the Saints uh, have overachieved because nobody expected the New Orleans Saints to even be in the position that they're in right now. For the Saints to be number two in the NFC South as of right now. Some people probably would have thought the Saints would be third or even at worst last in the division right now. If you look at some of all the, the guys that they had to, you know, compensate for. You look at those guys, uh, Ryan Armstead, uh, you look at uh, Eric McCoy, Michael Thomas, Traquan Smith, Will Lutz, Quan Alexander, uh, Marcus Davenport. You got all these different guys that are out. And all of these guys are, are key components to, to your team. You know, these are guys that are, you know, making Pro Bowls, uh, you know, becoming all pros, uh, guys that are really top three, top four in their position among the entire NFL. And you have to go out there and play without those guys. And you're three and two at the bye week. So that's, that's a testament to how good this team uh, actually is as an organization and, and how well coached they are. Now I say this about the guys that are coming back. Now, <laughs> look, I, I think that we need to address the elephant in the room. And anybody that knows me knows that I don't, I don't sugarcoat. I think that is absolutely, uh, absolutely sad in a way that we're actually relying on guys that are known for being hurt. I mean, it, it's, I mean, I'm just being honest. You look at guys like Traquan Smith, I like him. But, you know, most of the time, you know, he's not available when we need him to be there. You look at guys like Marcus Davenport. He showed flashes, but he's rarely ever in a lineup. Quan Alexander, who's explosive, and you know he's out there when he plays, but he's not always in a lineup. 
And you know what I'm saying? You got all these different guys, Teron Armstead, uh, you know, not so much Eric McCoy because, you know, he doesn't really get hurt. But these are guys that always are hurt. They're always hurt, man. So I, I'm, I'm just wondering to myself, you know, why did it have to take this point for us to really, truly realize that we miss these guys? That's what I feel like the Saints really had to do, you know, their due diligence, maybe getting some guys in here. And it, it is nothing personal, right? We know that Marcus Davenport can ball. We know that he can play when he's out there. We know he can be disruptive and he shows a lot of promise. But the Saints didn't bat an eye and didn't hesitate to draft Peyton Turner in the first round. Some of us were upset, were upset about that. Some of us were frustrated about that because we felt like cornerback was a bigger need than pass rush. I mean, looking at the what the Saints are doing when it comes to the defensive front, you have to say this was a position that they needed to pay attention to, and they did. But I don't think Peyton Turner will exist in a Saints uniform if Marcus Davenport didn't always have a track record of being hurt. I feel like it should have been the same way at the wide receiver position with Traquan Smith. You should have got yourself another wide receiver out there, probably in the draft or somebody, you know what I'm saying, that you could have gotten free agency. Uh, linebacker, you you got that in Pete Warner. Um, number one, because you probably didn't think that Quan Alexander was going to come back because of the the, the salary that he uh, demanded at that time. I think it was like $13 million. So you got somebody to be able to compensate for the loss of Quan Alexander. And P. Warner has been doing an outstanding job. But all I'm saying is we're relying on guys that have, you know, a track record of being hurt. So what does that mean? That means that most likely, and I'm knocking on wood when I say this, but there is a, a strong probability that these guys are going to get hurt. So it's hard for me to really just jump and be cheering and clapping and saying hooray, and dancing down the street or doing the Benson Boogie when I'm relying on guys that I know that are good but I always hurt. Okay, so I'm just wondering in the back of my mind, yeah, we getting this production, but for how long? I mean, how long are we going to get this production? Is it going to be for two games? Is it going to be for five? Is it going to be for 10? Or is it going to uh, be for one game? I, I really just do not know. But I am glad that these guys are coming back. I don't want anybody to get, you know, get me wrong. I think that these guys can benefit. Uh, you know, these guys can be beneficial to the team. I think the Saints can be, you know, benefit from these guys' presence out there. I start with Traquan Smith. We know Traquan. Jameis Winston worked out in the offseason. Traquan standing Jameis Winston's guest room, getting that working in the offseason. We've seen the videos. We've seen the passes down the field. We've seen the footwork of Traquan Smith. We've seen him catching passes. A lot of people thought that this was going to be Traquan's breakout year. Traquan still has something to prove. Some people are saying, oh, I don't know if Traquan Smith is going to come back to the New Orleans Saints. Here's a new flash for a lot of people. The Saints like Traquan Smith. They like him a lot. He is one of those people who we wonder, like, man, why we still got him, man? He, he, we can't count on him. He's almost like the P.J. Williams of the offense, okay? Some of us look at P.J. and be like, how is P.J. still weather the storm year after year, offseason after offseason? He's still with the team. Traquan Smith is the same way. He's an above average blocker. He's a good pass catcher when he's out there. And you know what I'm saying? He can make some noise from time to time. So I don't think that it's hurting him being in the Saints uniform next year. I think it's hurting him when it comes to his contract leverage. Okay. This isn't about production. You know what I'm saying? This isn't about him being a Saint. This is about him, uh, you know, getting some type of contract and having some level of leverage. 
if you're not out there and you're not producing, then how can your agent go to a team, go to the general manager and say, my wide receiver demands this amount of money? Well, the GM can easily come back and say, well, you know, we like them, but we can't always count on them game in, game out. So this is where we are right now. And as an agent, what can you do? What can you do? You know, what can you do? Like, this is the number that they, they gave me. So Traquan really has to go out here and really make some noise in order for him to really put himself in a position where he can be able to negotiate himself contractually. So I think him getting hurt, you know, is going has hurt him. So he's really going to have to step it up. When it comes to Quan Alexander, we know what he can do. He, he, has, he is the pulse of the team. He's one of the pulse of the team. Okay, people like him. The fan base like him. His teammates like him. When he's out there, he's so fast. He can dissect plays really quick. He has really good instinct, really high football IQ. But once again, he's always hurt. We would not have Quan Alexander as a member of the New Orleans Saints as young as he is if he didn't always have if he didn't have this history of being hurt. Period. Okay, Quan Alexander falls into the lap of the New Orleans Saints via trade last year because he has a track record of being hurt the fact that we even got him back to the new orleans saints with a contract that is very very friendly is because of his history of being hurt so i do enjoy quan alexander when he plays but he has to stay healthy for an extended amount of time if the saints are really going to make a run at this if they can if they are really going to be one of those true shutdown defenses Quan Alexander is going to have to be available. Same thing with Davenport. Davenport has got to be available. He has got to be available. It's hard for me uh, as, as a person that, that you know, does these type of shows, that watches and analyzes guys. It's hard for me to get excited about any one of these guys, to be honest with you, because, you know, they're, they're always in and out of the lineup, and there's really no consistency there when it comes to their health. So, like that they're back, but I'm still on the fence and I'm still skeptical about how long this is going to take place. Uh, the next uh, topic that I want to talk about, I want to talk about an article that I read on Fansided. Shouts out to Fansided, man. They do an outstanding job over there. Uh, but th this article uh, really focuses on Jameis Winston. And, and the title of this article, and I encourage everybody to check it out, it's called Saints Still Don't Know What Kind of Quarterback They Have with Jameis Winston. And I'm going to read this. I'm going to read a little bit of this. Um, it says, while Jameis Winston has done a nice job through the first five games of 2021, the New Orleans Saints still are unsure what kind of signal caller he'll be on a regular basis. As a result, it's no wonder that Christopher Knox of Bleacher Report says that one question haunting the Saints is if Winston can be a safe quarterback or not. Okay, before I go any further, I, I just want to address this, all right? This is one of those damn if you do, damn if you don't type situations. When Jameis Winston came to the New Orleans Saints after being a starter, throwing 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, we heard this all over and over again. So, I mean, ad nauseum, all right? When he got here, it was the fact that Jameis Winston was a turnover machine. He was a guy that turned over the football we can't count on him because he's always turning over the football, always putting his team behind the eight ball, right? So now you have Sean Payton who kind of limited him, you know what I'm saying, and got him throwing 
less passes than he did in Tampa. And now he has a higher touchdown to interception ratio. So you have a problem with him throwing a whole bunch of interceptions and turning the ball over at an alarming rate when he was throwing the ball 35, 40 times a game. That was your problem. Now he's not throwing as many passes, but oh, it's boring. So he, he he's being, you know, he's being minimized. So he's not doing a good job. So what is it? Okay, what, what do you want him to do? Like, do you want him to have 12 touchdowns, maybe seven interceptions or something like that? So you can have more stuff to talk about here. But him having 13 total touchdowns, three interceptions, I have to say, if if, if you were a Saints fan and you were skeptical about Jameis Winston after five games, you have to say you got to be pretty optimistic about this particular situation. So that's something I wanted to say. Uh, and, and, and the art, um, the uh, editor goes on and says, uh, and in short, Breeze was both consistent and reliable. Okay. Once again, I feel it is wrong for us to compare Jameis Winston with Drew Breeze. It, it's just as simple as that. If you're comparing Jameis to Drew Breeze, Jameis is going to lose. Okay. It, it's just what it is. Drew Breeze' career is over. He has solidified himself as arguably the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. He has solidified himself as the best quarterback and the best player in New Orleans Saints history. So comparing him to a Drew Brees is unfair. Okay. We know that Drew Brees is consistent and reliable. That's the reason we love him. That's the reason why he's a certified Hall of Famer after his five years of eligible. I mean, five years up, he'll be eligible for the, the Hall of Fame. That's the reason why we love him. The same cannot be said for quarterback Jameis Winston. If the Saints are hoping to make Jameis Winston their long-term answer at quarterback, they need to find out if it ever if it ever can. Okay, so I guess they're wondering, okay, can he be consistent and reliable? How can you find that out, right? Do you have him throwing the ball 35, 40 times a game? No, I, I don't agree with that. Um, should he, I don't know. Uh, should he dance around in the pocket? You know what I'm saying? Like, should he throw more wrists into, you know what I'm saying? Throw more passes into traffic, double coverage, maybe triple coverage, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Is it, Would that prove, you know what I'm saying, that he's a long-term solution? A quarterback's job is to make sure that he consistently plays the position and he throws more touchdowns and throws very little interceptions or turns the ball over very little. And as of right now, he has thrown more touchdowns and interceptions once again. What the problem is, okay? And not to mention, this is his first year as a starter in a very complex offense. This is a very complex offense. I don't understand why people don't pay attention to that. And I think it has to do with Drew Brees. It is the Drew Brees effect. It is the consistency of Drew Brees at the quarterback position for the New Orleans Saints all of this time. That's what it's about. It's about him being consistent, him running an offense consistently, not missing many games. That is what we are a prisoner of. So we expect any quarterback to play above the level or at the level of Drew Brees. Okay, but we don't remember the times in which Drew Brees was learning a Sean Payton's offense. His numbers weren't gaudy and they weren't knocking your socks off. It took some time for Drew Brees to learn the offensive concepts, the offensive playbook of Drew um, of Sean Payton. Okay, 
And I just think that our Drew Brees' consistency over extended amount of time kind of shields us from the fact that you have organizations that don't have that type of consistency, even at a starting quarterback position. You may get a guy as a starter and he might play well, but he might be in and out of the lineup because he's plagued with injuries. Okay, there's a reason why we look at guys like Brett Favre and Eli Manning, and we look at those guys as being Ironmen and being able to weather the storm and take those hits year after year, game after game, and still go out there and be a starter. So it's hard for me to sit up here and talk about Jameis Winston and talking about his, his production when the last time we, we talked about him, it was the fact that he was turning the ball over at an alarming rate. That was the issue, right? It was the fact that people were calling him a turnover machine. So what are we doing here? Are we moving the goalposts, right? You know what I'm saying? The, the goal, the goalpost where it stood was he was a quarterback that was a turnover machine. Now he's no longer a turnover machine. Now we're going to nitpick how many how many times he throws the football. Like, it's damn if you do, damn if you don't. So if he throws 35 to 40 times a game and he's throwing two and three interceptions, I guess we can say, oh, he's not a good quarterback. He's not going to be the future of the New Orleans Saints. But because he's throwing the ball 20 to 25 times a game, oh, it just shows that he's not good enough to play the position. Well, damn. Right? You know what I'm saying? If you put the ball up in the air more times than not, yeah, I mean, those guys on the other side of the football, they get paid a lot of money to get the ball, to, to turn, you know what I'm saying, to generate turnovers. So if you're putting the ball in the air 35, 40 times a game, and you know what I'm saying, like, your your reputation is a guy that needs to, you know, needs to work on his decision making. Why in the hell would you want him to do that? Why? It, it just doesn't make sense to me. So he's doing a good job with limited passing attempts. And you know what I'm saying? He he has a high level of touchdowns and very few turnovers. I mean, very few interceptions. So and turnovers. So what more do you want? All right, so it says, this isn't news for anyone, especially Saints fans who saw uh, their team face Winston twice a year from 2015 to 2019. The last time Winston was a starting quarterback prior to this year was in 2019 when he threw 30 interceptions as a member of the Buccaneers. This is what I'm saying. This is, this is how I feel about it. We need to go ahead and just leave that stuff in the past about the 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. And I probably lost a few people when I said that, but hear me out. How can a person change the narrative? How can a person become a better version of themselves if you're constantly bringing up their imperfections? If you're you're constantly bringing up a person's shortcoming, it's going to constantly be in the head of the masses because you have those individuals out there that don't know how to departmentalize these situations and don't know how to separate one team from another. There is this narrative out there that is you are who you are and there's nothing you can do about that. Now think about all my people out there and I don't mean to get it, get deep with this, but I feel like it needs to be said. Think about you when you were young. Think about those ind the individuals out there that may have made some mistakes, some things that you wish that you could have had back, right? How many, like, how would you feel that that happened 15, 20 years from now, 5, 10 years from now, I mean, 10 years ago. You know what I'm saying? 10, 15 years ago. And somebody constantly bringing up these situations. Well, I remember when you did this. You got a family. You got a wife. You got a kid. Or you got a husband. You got kids. 
and somebody keep bringing up what you did in the past okay and you're not even that same person or you're trying to work on becoming a better version of yourself now imagine how that would make you feel as a person that somebody constantly continuously brings up your imperfections it's hard for you to kick kick that right and it will frustrate you so all i'm saying is Jameis winston in tampa was Jameis winston in tampa and if we're going to give this guy a fair shot as a starter you have to be able to look at him and analyze him based on what he does in a saint's uniform if you're looking at what he did in tampa you're already you're already judging this man unfairly i'm just being serious because no matter what he does you're looking for the bottom to drop because of what you've seen in tampa so i don't feel like that's fair okay i look at ryan Tannehill. right i keep bringing up ryan Tannehill because ryan Tannehill was not very good in miami people were happy to see him go it was goodbye farewell peace out right but ryan Tannehill is a serviceable quarterback in tennessee some people will say oh derrick henry derrick henry but at the same time he has still sustained his starting position at quarterback all this time all right so what happens if the tennessee titan fans will be like well we got this miami quarterback he sucked in miami so why do we got this guy ryan Tannehill has helped the tennessee titans go to the afc championship and has had multiple playoff appearances so if people would have kept on talking about ryan Tannehill, him being injury prone him making mistakes in miami and not giving him a fair shake how in the world would he be the quarterback that he is in tennessee for the titans all i'm saying is separate the two separate the Jameis winston in tampa from the Jameis winston with the new orleans saints all right bringing up that 30 for 30 every time the guy makes a mistake it to me is just completely unfair winston had uh big games and 12 passing touchdowns but he also created problems for the saints to overcome he tossed two interceptions in week two blowout uh versus carolina And he had two first quarter turnovers in a week five game against Washington. In each game, he completed just 50% of his passing attempts. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Um, We got to put that uh, into context, right? All right. You're saying that the defense basically, I mean, I'm just paraphrasing here or what I feel like people will read into. You're saying that the defense is helping out Jameis Winston, right? They're helping him out when he makes these mistakes. Even the best quarterbacks in the NFL puts their defense behind the eight ball. Don't believe me? Let's go back to when the Saints, I want to say last year. Yes, last year, when the New Orleans Saints played the Detroit Lions. And let's talk about how Drew Brees, Put the Saints behind the eight ball, and you had the Detroit Lions go up 14 to nothing. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, now let's put like let's put this in context now. When Drew Brees did that, I mean, I mean, I, I may not be the smartest person in the world, but does that mean that the defense isn't that putting the defense behind the eight ball? And does that mean that the defense has to go out there? And had to, you know, correct the mistakes that Drew Brees made earlier in the game. I'm, I'm just, I'm just being serious. I'm, I'm just being dead on. Let's go back to the Minnesota Vikings game, right in the divisional round when Drew Brees in the first half 
played like hot garbage, right? Throwing two interceptions. Put in the defense behind the eight ball. Okay, so even the best of the best, even the elite, the surefire Hall of Famers, even they put the defense behind the eight ball. So for that, I feel like that is unfair right there because just like Drew Brees did, and just like he, you know, he did when it, when they played Minnesota, he allowed the team and put the team in position for them to win in the end. Just like with Jameis Winston, he made those turnovers, but he still threw a 72-yard touchdown to Deontay Harris. He threw a Hail Mary to, you know, that Marquez Callaway caught for them to get the lead in, you know what I'm saying, going into halftime. And he did not do anything to cause the Saints to lose the game against the Washington football team, including throwing a nice, beautiful pass to Alvin Kamara that was dropped. That would have sustained the drive but they end up getting a three and out. So all I'm saying is, let's put this thing into perspective. And also, you put any quarterback in a situation that Jameis Winston has been in in the first five games, not playing with their number one and their number two receiver, believe you me, if they're not a Mahomes, if they're not a Brady, if if they're not one of these elite quarterbacks, the, the Aaron Rodgers, that team is going to suffer. So for just for him, being able to go out there for five games, the Saints being three and two, and him having 13 total touchdowns and three interceptions with a bunch of undrafted free agents that are unproven in real game situations and, 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 and being in that starting role is a testament to how good this guy actually is. So we can analyze this, right? We can analyze this and talk about, oh man, maybe he's not a star of the future, but I just want to put it like this. A starter is able to make guys better around him. Check. Uh, A starter is able to sustain drives. Check. Uh, A starter is able to get the ball down the field. Check. And a starter is able to help those individuals. They may not be as good, making them much better and viable in the offense. Check. Jawan Johnson, Deontay Harris, Marquez Calloway. I mean, none of these guys are household names before the season start. Maybe Harris for special teams, but not as a receiver. So the dude checks all the boxes. The only problem that people may have with Jameis Winston, to me, is maybe he's not, you know what I'm saying, embedded with the playbook as much, you know what I'm saying, as a Drew Brees, right? But that takes time. It takes time in order for these guys to get to that level where they're more comfortable with the playbook where they know it like the back of their hands and they're able to execute it. But I think based on what the Saints have been dealing with, what we talked about at the beginning of the show, all of those guys being out, and this guy is still able to go out there and be a serviceable quarterback and helping the team sustain drives and also win more games than losing. And going into the bye week above 500 with all those guys out, I have to say you got to give this guy a chance. You got to give him a chance. He is not going to be Drew Brees. Drew Brees is special. Drew Brees is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. So it's unfair for us to judge this guy based on what Drew Brees has done in a Saints uniform. Drew Brees took a snake-bitten franchise and made them relevant. And now we have Jameis Winston, who is following in those footsteps. Those are some huge shoes to fill. It is. Okay? There are some huge choose to feel but 
to me, based on his, his intangibles, based on his abilities, I think that he has what it takes to be a starter in the future. I, I really do. And I think that the Saints are going to get better offensively when Michael Thomas comes back. And, you know what I'm saying, his chemistry with Traquan Smith from the offseason, I think that it's going to carry over to the regular season. And they're going to, you know, be able to create this level of chemistry that they had when they were out there throwing at those high school stadiums. So that's the way I feel about it. I, you know, I have to, I have to disagree a little bit with the article here. You know, not to say that I don't understand where they're coming from. I just feel like if you look at the situations and what the Saints have been facing with, been faced with for the uh, last five games, you have to give this guy more credit. And if your your main issue is this guy turning the ball over and having a whole bunch of interceptions and, and not putting the team in a position to succeed, uh, I think that narrative is completely erased because, you know, I mean, right now he has more touchdowns than interceptions and he's playing really well, you know, for a guy that doesn't have a, you know, a one or a two. But I would love to hear from you all. Uh, what do you think about uh, Jameis Winston? What do you think about him so far? And uh, what do you think about the guys coming back from IR? Comment down below, like, and share this video. This has been the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search the State of the Saints podcast. Facebook.com, search the State of the Saints podcast. Previous episodes are available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Anchor FM. Till next time, all I got to say is, who that? <laughs>